business is always changing. Like there's no question about it. You get new technologies and things like that. And we were going through some of the headlines today and it's just so obvious to me. Like I see like these bright neon signs that are like, business is changing. Oh yeah. And it reminds me a long, long time ago before we had kids, we went to this little diner and they're like, uh, before we seat you, we don't accept credit cards. And I'm like, well, that's a problem. How do you not accept credit cards? And they're like, well, don't worry. We've got an, there's an ATM in the business next door. And I'm like, all right, that's super strange. And then we ended up going somewhere else, right? Business is changing. And we're going to talk about those headlines, what it means for online business. We're going to do that in today's episode starting now. Do you wish your life away waiting for Friday? Do you dread Sunday nights and Monday mornings? My wife and I have spent over a decade building an online business while raising a family. I quit my cubicle job to live the life I wanted, to experience freedom, and we want to help you do the same. We're Chris and Laura. Welcome to Fearless Together. All right. Walk me through some of these headlines. We're going to talk about this. All right. Well, first up, it's Prime Day. Prime Day. So Prime Day, doesn't that usually happen in July? I don't know. I think they... it usually happens in July. Amazon does whatever they want. That They really do. Well, I, I, have, to I, say... I have a feeling the pandemic might have had something to do with it happening in October. Oh, yeah, probably. But <laughs> I have to say I am I am not guilty. I, I did not buy anything on Amazon today. Yet. Yet. <laughs> you did tell me about a really cool thing. Yeah, they're doing like this. If you buy $40 or more on a gift card, they'll give you $10 for free. So. For, for Prime members, which of course we are. Yeah, so we're going to do that probably. Yeah, so okay. Then at <laughs> some point today, then fine. I will have bought something on Amazon. So Prime Day, right? They're, so they're, they've got all their door busters, right? It's basically Amazon's Black Friday. Right? Yeah. It's their way. Of, they, they've got the gravity to create their own shopping holiday, essentially. Right, yeah. I actually asked you the question, I'm like, do you think a regular business could could try to make up their own holiday? And you're like, no, no, no not so at all. <laughs> not, not in this way, right? It's, you know, but if you have an audience, yeah, you can drum up, you can steal Amazon's playbook. Fearless day. Fearless. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, if you have an audience, you can absolutely build up, you know, anticipation and tension and, and, you know, excite your audience and do something kind of similar. It's just not going to have the same gravity. The reason when you brought this up, I started thinking, I'm like, this could be good for small businesses. Firstly, if you're a small business on the Amazon platform, then you can run sales, you know, do your own yeah. thing, right? But you don't have to be on the Amazon platform to still kind of, it's called newsjacking, where yeah. you basically are, you're tagging along with the headlines, right? Everyone's talking about Prime Day. People are doing Prime Day hashtags. So why not run your own sale and kind of try to act like you're celebrating Prime Day with them? You know, get on social media and be like, hey, in, in honor of Prime Day, we're going to run our own sales too. And you know, obviously, I'm not a lawyer. So like, be careful about using Prime Day. Like, in I your can't marketing. imagine that I, they could really I don't think it. they would truly care. I but mean, in a way, you're still <laughs> promoting their their fake day holiday but you know, sale day. If you're worried about it, be clear. Be like, excited about prime day then check out these deals you know right. like you can you can be clever with the wording they're not going to care they're amazon but regardless you know i just thought that was a really interesting way that a small business can get their name inserted into the the media stream right you, you know yeah. you're, you're not obviously going to dominate the headlines but 
Yeah. There are eyeballs looking for Prime Day stuff. What a great way to get your stuff seen and run run a legitimate sale in honor of Prime Day. And it's like, boom, you you get to be a part of the story. Absolutely. I mean, you already do it on Black Friday. I mean, I know Black Friday is kind of a an everybody's, you know, sale day. But, I mean, why can't Prime Day be the same exactly. concept? I mean, that's what Amazon's essentially doing. They're yeah. trying to replace Black Friday. Yeah, jump on, jump on the bandwagon and go with it, right? Right. I, I wonder if Walmart would do that. Oh, I don't oh. know. Oh, that would be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what's, what do we got next? The next the next thing that we were reading was uh, about Disney and that they're releasing the, the new Pixar movie, Soul, which I haven't watched any trailers about it, um, but they're releasing that only through their streaming service. Mm, yeah. So they're totally skipping like this. The, I mean, Pixar movies are huge for movie theaters. Oh, absolutely. Like they're, they're at least probably, I think, what was it? Toy Story 4 was like the, the highest grossing. I don't remember any movie, of the, the stats animated for it. movie. But yeah, like they're, they're just moving it straight to streaming and skipping over the movie theaters. Wow. Yeah, that's, that's huge. I mean, what's, what's interesting is I think it was Universal did this with their like Trolls World Tour movie or something like that. Okay. And it went straight to VHS. <laughs> it went straight to VHS. Yeah. No, no, it went straight to, um, they did like a, a digital like thing where they, I don't know what, what channel they used, but they went straight to streaming. streaming. And, um, I don't know which chain, uh, which like theater chain it was. I think it was AMC, but they got into a spat where, you, oh, really? where yeah, I think AMC is like, we're not going to carry any more universal films then. And then they came up with some kind of strange agreement where like they, they shortened a window. There's a certain window of time that a movie has to be in theaters before it's allowed to go to like, you know, DVD streaming okay. and all that stuff. So the agreement was with AMC, like, all right, we'll, we'll make the, um, the window shorter, right? You can, you can get out of theaters and to streaming sooner than our normal contract, but we, they'd want to do a profit share with them. It's like they're just calling the bluff. Then. <laughs> yeah, I have no idea, but I, I was like, okay, you know, and uh, I mean, this also leads me to the fact like AMC was recently talking about, I think they only have enough cash basically to get to the end of the year. Oh, the, the coronavirus has been so hard on movie theaters. It, I, I drive by uh, at least like once or twice a week. I drive by multiple movie theaters and they're, it's like so sad to see. It's like. I know that's one of the places that we went to all the time before we had kids. Obviously, once we had kids, it was like few and far between. If it, ironically, if it was a Disney Pixar movie, then we we brought the kids to it. But at the risk of sounding old, though, cell phones have totally ruined movie theaters. Yeah, right. The kids with cell phones—it's so irritating. I can't stand it. So yeah, uh, even if they came back, I don't know if I'd still. I don't know if I'd want to go. <laughs> But yeah, I mean that's that's one of those kind of bummer things. Like I can see, I can see that fading out. Yeah, you know, but this is one of those things. It's hard for movie theaters, right? It, but this is kind of almost coming full circles, like completing that. You know, that back in the day, in order to, um, and we talked about this in a previous episode, for my advertisements to run alongside other huge brands. I'd have to pay many, many thousands of dollars to television stations and radio stations. Right. And now I can run my ads in Twitter and Facebook and all these other social platforms like 
without spending thousands of dollars. Right. I mean, I, You're so, even. <laughs> in, in many cases, not even spending hundreds of dollars. And so there's been like this kind of strange democratization, if you will, of like being able to get your messages out online. And I feel like this is one of those kind of like last, you know, stands, if you will, of like traditional media distribution, like the movie theater houses were the way to get movies to the people. And right. now they're kind of like bypassing that and just going directly to the people onto their own proprietary platforms. And it's like, how long before Disney opens up their platform to independent film creators who want to just, all right, hey, can I put my movies on your platform and put them on that? I mean, Prime, uh, Amazon was doing that for a while. They were, uh, and they may still, they were trying to come up with like a YouTube competitor and you could upload, you know, your own stuff to their platform. Like if wow, you were, I didn't know that. Yeah, if you were a YouTube creator, you could go and put your stuff. Like, I think they had to approve you. Like, I think your channel had to have, you know, like Baby First and all of them. Like those. Yeah, I know. Those... We know all these, like, little kid ones. But, yeah, that are yeah. on YouTube. And now they're on, on Prime Instant. Yeah. And so I think they kind of poached some of the top YouTube channels and said, hey, you can put your stuff on here, too. And so you've got these independent content creators that have their stuff popping up. You know, their kid shows popping up right next to Nickelodeon and Disney and stuff. It's like this. It's a really cool time for small content creators in many ways, because you're no longer locked out of the playgrounds that only the big boys were allowed to play in. Right. You were never going to get your like little independent movie shown at an AMC theater. Yeah. Unless maybe like they were one of the cool local ones that would allow like indie film showings and stuff. But yeah, even then it still costs you a ton of time to get the screen time. Yeah. I remember, uh, was it the Kendrick brothers who did, um, what was the name of their, their, Fire fireproof yeah fireproof i like i remember that being like oh my goodness like this smaller little production company was finally able to to break into the movie yeah theaters. like the national theater change like, and, and stuff. that was that was huge yeah for yeah. such a small little production company yeah those were giant barriers to entry and it's like youtube and amazon and i mean i'm sure you will eventually see all of these platforms open up to your they're going to still vet the channels, right? They're not going to let just anybody go on and put their content on, but the, the higher quality producers on these, you know, on YouTube or whatever, they're going to be able to go to all of these different platforms. I wouldn't be surprised if Netflix is already trying to sign contracts and they may already, I don't know, trying to sign contracts with some of the big YouTube producers. I mean, you just had Spotify poach, uh, Joe Rogan, mm. um, for exclusivity for his podcast, the Joe Rogan experience. His podcast is a little more successful than ours. <laughs> well, that's okay. Yeah, I mean, he, quite honestly, I think I think that's pretty much true for everybody. Everyone. I don't that's know. That's why I can make the joke. Yeah, I'm not sure if there's that. any podcasters that could be like, I'm doing better than Joe Rogan. But uh, yeah, they poached his podcast because I think he was publishing everything to YouTube. And now it's all going to disappear. Like none of that's going to be on YouTube. It's all going to be on Spotify. Ooh. So you're starting to see a lot more democratization for independent content creators, right? Mm. So it's it's very interesting. Like it's sad in in a way because I you know I romanticize the movie theaters, but like I said, it's the movie theaters are like the real world version of what a TV station was. You know, like they were yeah. just like this old kind of barrier to entry. They were a distribution channel that kind of in many ways prevented people from being able to get their their message and get their films and stuff seen. So we'll see what happens with it. I think of all these other like places though that it's like 
when when we were really young and that was like our our go-to date was going to the movies we had a couple things that we could do we could go like mini golfing you go bowling or you know a couple times we were really dorky went to the like roller rink man (laughs) you know all of this stuff is gonna make us sound so old i know i I mean it already does i know know, we met on well we we reconnected on myspace (laughs) you know but that's those things you know that'll have a a a hard time those you you know replacing those oh definitely you can't just make that all digital you know yeah so uh what what do we got next Uh, we got um, Google. I mean, Google's always in the news, right? For yeah. doing something. Google is the news. Google is the news. Google delivers your news. I was going to say, Google actually does tell me what my news is yeah, for the day, basically. Google is your newspaper. <laughs> you know. I don't know if that's a good or a bad. It's probably it's, bad. <laughs> it's probably bad. But um, they are rolling out their duplex feature, which I didn't know what that was until I read the article and I was like oh I know about Chris this. showed me this yeah. yeah two years ago they were um in one of their big like IO um, events yeah like fancy things um how they have technology now that can call up a restaurant and place a reservation on your behalf for the time and the number in your party and all that crazy stuff and it's all automated and apparently, they are rolling out the feature of now being able to call and um, have a haircut scheduled on your behalf. Yeah, when I first heard this feature, like, I, it was amazing to me just, like, that you could have this synthesized voice calling up and interacting with a person. And I remember even in one of their examples, they tried, they used a Chinese restaurant mm-hmm. um, as their example uh, so that they had someone with a heavy accent, and yeah. and it was, still did a great job. It did. It, it's actually funny. So, firstly, um, there's only a couple features that you can actually have them do. They can they can only call and schedule a men's haircut, a woman's haircut, or a general haircut, um, and then. So anything beyond that, it can't really handle. Yeah, I mean, there's I a lot of variety, a lot of variation. But what's interesting is it like we we watched that that video um, from their event, and they put in fake like ums and uh-huh. Yeah, they they really mm-hmm. tried to make it sound. They really tried to make it sound human, but it doesn't. It's it, so because I think of like legalities. It does announce that you're going to be speaking, at, at least at the time that they did this. automated. It did announce that you're going to be speaking with a Google Assistant. And they do have backup people in case things really go off the rails. Yeah, if Google's just crying. Like, the poor Google Assistant doesn't know how to respond. Yeah, it does have, um, they did have, at the time at least, they did have people that could step in and take over and try and, like, handle the rest of the reservation. Which, goodness, that has to be so costly. I can't even imagine. Um, but anyways, it was a really cool feature. But, you know, obviously, what this is just another one of those things showing how business is changing, right? Consumer behaviors are changing. With technology, why should I sit on a phone on hold to schedule a haircut when I could instead call, have my phone or my, have my Google Assistant call up? And schedule everything for us, right? Right. And I mean, there's actually so many times here, you know, we have a, a 
Google Assistant. Like the, yeah, yeah, we use the oh, smart speakers and everything. Yeah, and and there's so many times where like our our kids' show pauses on on Netflix or whatever, and I usually would like go to my phone or something to turn it back on. And now I I I can tell that I just default to to asking Google to f- Google to fix it. I'm literally waiting for the day that I just shout that phrase. I can't say it right now because we're recording on my phone and then my phone's going <laughs> to interrupt the podcast recording. But hey, gee. Yeah, like I'm waiting for the point at some point I'm going to shout that phrase into the air and I will realize that I'm in a place where it's not accessible <laughs> to me and everyone's going to look at me like I'm really weird. But yeah, we use it all the time, and um, we haven't we haven't gone and, and started using the duplex functionality yet, primarily because we have five kids, so we don't do anything. <laughs> no, and I cut your hair now, anyways. Yeah, so and, you know. and from a previous podcast, we, everyone knows you cut mine. <laughs> exactly. So yeah, it's, we haven't had a need for the the duplex functionality, but you know, as as a business owner, right? If you're a restaurant now, or if you're a hairdresser you may be getting phone calls from computer systems, like trying to arrange, you know, Yeah. and and that's an interesting situation to be in. Right. You know, because I know some businesses, they might have the default of leaving, leave us a voicemail or, um, you know, placing somebody on hold right away. And those things might not play well with an assistant call. Right. Yeah. Honestly, I don't know how those handle it. Yeah. Those are all things that you'll have to figure out and consider because the, the way that you, you do business is going to change. Right. Just like in the beginning of this episode, I talked about how we went to a restaurant and they're like, we don't take credit cards. It's like either I, I can tell you one of two things as of today, either that restaurant is no longer in business. Or that restaurant takes credit cards. <laughs> One or the other. Right? And and there's there are certain things. Like you can push against the, the... There are fads and then there are trends, right? Fads are short-lived things that disappear. Trends are a fundamental change in the way people do things. Right? Actually, yeah. A perfect example, too, is um, in our websites. We, we always designed our sites with the idea of desktop users. Yeah. And... We saw that we were getting a lot more mobile traffic and that our sites needed to be mobile friendly. And then, you know, here I was like, I didn't even have a smartphone when most people did. And realizing most people were coming to our sites on their phones. Yeah, eventually we we watched it flip basically to the point where and now I think... It wasn't for, a trend. Yeah, from it was a trend. Or oh, it wasn't what? a fad. It wasn't a fad. M- most of our most of our sites now, I think, have upwards of seventy percent mobile traffic. Yeah. You know, so it's it's very important for you to make these changes because as much as you may not like a technology or a technological change, if your customers do, that's kind of what matters. It doesn't matter what you like, and you know, so some there were some examples that I'd come up with that I wanted to talk about because you know business and. It, and obviously your business is, things are going to change based on what, you know, what you do, right? So as an example, we've got virtual reality coming out, um, smart speakers, Grubhub. The, Ooh, Grubhub. We haven't tried that one, but. Yeah. You know, these are, so Grubhub, for anyone who doesn't know, that's like the order food from an app and they're a third party. They go and they pick up the food from the restaurant and deliver it to you. Yeah. You know, that is changing the way restaurants work. You know, they restaurants that originally didn't deliver, you now are are able to access, mm-hmm. you know, and that that changes the behavior for that restaurant. Right. Because if the majority of the customers are no longer coming into the restaurant to dine, 
that's going to affect, you know, that's probably going to reduce the, the sales, right? Because Mm -hmm. you aren't in the environment. You aren't, you know, you don't have the waitress or the waiter suggesting things and try, can I get you something else? Can I get you something else? Do you want another drink? You know, those things go out the door, right? Right. The, your business model is changing because your customers, your customers ordering food and having it delivered to their house, they're going to purchase differently than if they were sitting inside of your restaurant. Yeah. Especially, especially because the cost of the food is significantly more through Grubhub. That's true too. So all of a sudden, if that customer would have been inside of your restaurant ordering a $20 steak, well, now they might be ordering the $14 entree because they don't want to be spending $27 or $26 for a, a single meal at your restaurant because they're getting it through Grubhub. Right. And it changes all the, the flow within the restaurant, too. I mean, you won't need as many waiters or waitresses on staff. Your kitchen staff will probably be running more. And your dining area is probably going to be too large. Yeah. And, I mean, you'll have to have a whole system set up just for accepting all these online orders. Yeah. Um, smart speakers. We have a ton of them in our house. We use smart speakers all the time, mostly just for information. and like We keep getting free ones, and then they just sit in boxes. I know. They're like... They're, <laughs> It's, it's an interesting conundrum. Yeah, we've got a, we get a bunch of free ones. Anyways, um, so we, we have these smart speakers and I don't know if you know this, you can actually order food through your smart speaker. Wow. Yeah. Uh, at least you used to. I don't know if it probably didn't take That's off. That's a dangerous game to play with me. <laughs> so, so Domino's was one of the first ones to get onto the Google's, uh, smart speaker. Okay. Now you had to have your, your Domino's account linked to your Google account. Makes right? sense. So that kind of creates a little bit of friction there, right? Okay. But if you had your Domino's account linked to your Google speaker, ah. you could order food and have it delivered to your house. I and see what you're saying. Yeah. So, <laughs> but but those are, that's another way that business is changing, right? Having orders coming in from smart speakers, you know. Yeah, and, isn't that and, crazy? It's just it sounds so futuristic, except it's now. Yeah, and it doesn't it doesn't change necessarily for like Domino's. That that's pretty much the same, right? It's not for Domino's. It, it doesn't matter if it comes in over. They've uh, been getting web orders. Forever. Yeah, they've been getting apps and you know phone call orders and stuff forever. But you know, small other, mom and pop restaurants certainly haven't been. But one of the things that I'm getting at is if if this does take hold then your business, in order to get a slice of that market share, might have to integrate with Google in order to be able to get orders from someone's smart speaker. Right. You know, like you, if you don't, you have to go where the people are, right? If a lot of businesses would not be able to succeed right now if they didn't have a Facebook page, right? Because people's uh, internet behavior changed, right? There's like 5 billion people out of the 7 billion people on Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook. Everyone's on Facebook. Your business probably has to be on Facebook. If you're not, you are leaving a lot of money on the table. And the same thing goes for these smart speakers and even virtual reality. I'll get into that one in a second. But like, if you get on to, uh, if your customers are all doing everything through their smart speakers mm-hmm. and their Google assistants, their series and all the other, you know, vo- voice assistants that are out there, if you are not integrated with those, then you're going to lose market share mm-hmm. to your competitors that have. Yeah. Because as much as people like your business, if you are not where they want to be, they will buy from someone else. If or, you're the restaurant that's not accepting credit card. Yeah. Th- there are times. And exactly. That's a perfect example. The restaurant didn't want to accept credit cards. 
I went to a different restaurant. Amazon has done an amazing job of eliminating friction from the buying experience and getting products to my door very quickly, except for during the pandemic prime. Yeah, they're taking their they're, time. I know prime seven day shipping, <laughs> <laughs> you know, but, but for the most part. And so I know for a fact that we have purchased things on Amazon at a higher price than if we had gone elsewhere to get those products, but it's because Amazon has the business model nailed down and they'll get it to my doorstep rather than me having to go get it. Yeah. You know? And so that's an example of some business out there has lost our business because Amazon's doing it better. Right? So you got to change with the times. Virtual reality is another thing where it's consumption is going to change, right? If, if enough people get onto VR systems, which I'm sure that they are, then that's going to change things, right? If you're a developer, you can develop apps, right? You can develop apps for the VR headsets. Okay. Right. That's a new market for you to go into. Now, being an app developer, like a desktop, like a Windows application developer is probably not as lucrative today as it was 10 years ago, right? It's yeah. probably more lucrative to be an app developer for Android and iOS or, you know, the, the, the applications on your computer have changed because everything got centralized into app stores, mm-hmm. right? And the same thing's going to happen with virtual reality. Virtual reality is going to, ha- they have their app stores where you go in and you download the apps that you want. It's not like the wild west. You remember the, you remember back in the day when you had your windows computer and you were just like going and downloading executable files from wherever because of course yeah you're like oh i need this patch for my sims game so some cd you know developer over there is offering it for free yes i I liked the sims don't judge me a lot of people did you know and and to to an extent obviously you can still download that stuff but a lot of the 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 commercial interests of of application development is inside of these app stores yeah you know, it's it's no longer just, you know, throw your executable file out onto the internet for people to to download. So that's changed. So if uh, this is, a, like I said, especially applicable to developers, right? Developing, if you want to be a developer, there were people that were trying to develop apps for the Windows Mobile platform. Oh. For anyone who doesn't know, Windows Mobile failed miserably, <laughs> you know, but... Oh. You got to go where the people want to be. Right. Yeah. So that's kind of, I guess, the moral of the, all of this, right? The technology is changing. And I, the reason why I highlighted the credit card situation is that it's because it's so easy to recognize that that was a technological shift, mm-hmm. right? And that restaurant didn't want to do it. The internet was a technological shift, right? Back in the day, there were only mom and pop, you know, or, or I should say brick and mortar businesses and then people started going online yeah i remember watching all the videos of like newscasters talking about the internet what is internet yeah and they were like skeptical of it like i don't know about that yeah the the businesses that got online sooner probably for the most part did better and there was a point where i guarantee you there was some you know, maybe a computer business or whatever that was like, we're not going on the internet. We're not selling our stuff over the internet. The shipping's going to be too expensive. We're going to keep doing what we have always done. And they went down with their ship. Yeah. I mean, Amazon started as a bookstore, right? Yeah. And, and what year was like, this is like the 90s. 90s. Yeah. And, 1990s. I mean, the early part of the internet and that site was ugly. Oh, it was a hideous website. You yeah. Know? But he, he got, 
on the internet early. Yeah, and he did it. And I mean, now it's like Walmart is is fighting this company that started off in a garage, you know? Yeah. So that's what I'm getting at is technology is changing and don't assume that your business is immune to it, right? If, if you aren't online, you should be. If you're not on Facebook, you probably should be. It doesn't matter what, I don't like Facebook, but I'm on it because that's where people are, you yeah. know, and you just have to go with those things. So anyways, that was kind of, we, we were looking at the headlines and I'm like, I see some, some topics here that need to be talked about and shared with the, the listeners, because it's easy to look at these headlines separately and go, Oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's interesting. These are all related. Yeah. Bus- business is changing. These headlines are just the symptoms of that. And if you can front run it with your business, if you can get out ahead of this, if you can prepare your business for these coming changes, then you can succeed and not be blindsided by them. But once these changes happen and you've got customers coming in and going, you know, or, or saying, Hey, I love your, your videos, but like you aren't on Netflix's, you know, publishing platform or whatever, right. like, you know, when you're not doing the things that they need you to do, you're going to start losing customers mm-hmm. and they will start going elsewhere. So just some food for thought. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You take care. Bye. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Fearless Together. Make sure you subscribe and learn more at fearless.fm. That's F-E-A-R-L-S-S dot F-M. To your continued success.